Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi. Really quickly, before we start the show this week, if you're liking what you hear, could you let us know? Go to the Apple Podcast app and rate and review us. This will go a long way as we try to grow our audience. You can do it while you listen, too. Okay, thanks, and enjoy the show. Welcome to On The Rise, a podcast about female college tennis players on the way up. On The Rise serves compelling stories and unique angles in women's college tennis. This is your host, Perry Shinen. In this episode of On The Rise, I will be speaking with Allison Chuang from Dartmouth Women's Tennis, who captured 20 combined doubles wins for the Big Green as an upperclassman. Led by head coach Bob Dallas and assistant coach Dave Jones, Allison finished her career with the Spirit Award as she led the team as captain while earning her computer science degree. Welcome to On The Rise Podcast. This is your host, Perry, and I'm joined by Allison Chuang today from Dartmouth Women's Tennis. Allison, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I want to dive right in today and starting with your graduation. So you are no longer a competitive athlete. What is that like? I've got to say it's been an interesting ride. So I've been out of college for about two years now. And tennis was such a big part of my identity, you know, so I would go out to meet new people in my new job. And I would tell everyone, yeah, you know, I was a competitive tennis player in college. I was kind of like my thing, what I did all the time. And since then, haven't really played competitive tennis. And so two years out, I'm thinking, gosh, I don't even think that I should be telling people that I'm a competitive tennis player because I'm not really anymore. So that's definitely been something that I've been thinking about a lot. I mean, it is such a strange time of transition. And especially in this time of freshly graduating, it's kind of like, what's next? (laughs) And so for you, you have answered that question. How is your job? And could you tell us what is your job? So I'm a software engineer. I live out in San Francisco, Silicon Valley area. Um, and I'm currently working for a startup called Stitch. Basically, we build out passwordless user authentication. Love it. And could you just tell me a little bit about your daily life now and obviously compared to your life as a student athlete? Honestly, the biggest difference has been the fact that I do not have a scheduled athletic exercise regimen anymore. <laughs> so trying to figure out a good time for myself to, you know, stay active, stay healthy and feel good about myself and my body has been something that I kind of like go back and forth on, especially during COVID. There was a good period of time where I just didn't move at all. (laughs) So kind of like getting back into that has been very interesting. Um, But aside from that, I think the stuff that I learned just from playing tennis in college, I think I've taken a lot of those skills into my work life, not necessarily like the physical aspect of it, but just like interpersonal, how you deal with teammates and whatnot. What are some of those lessons that you have taken from tennis? It hasn't necessarily been like the tennis aspect of it, actually. I definitely had like my ups and downs while I was playing. Um, and I think that was actually what I took from it. The the aspect of 
like success and failure, not necessarily wins and losses per se, but trying to figure out for myself, like, you know, what makes me proud to be who I am and like, how can I go out onto the court and feel good about the way that I played? There are so many things that are like out of your control, you know? And I think the the biggest thing is not to say like, oh, I'm super successful, therefore, like I succeeded in life. But, you know, really thinking about like, did I give my all into this? Did I do the best that I could? And if I did, you know, no regrets there, right? Because at the end of the day, it's more about the fact that I was able to learn something from that. As we both know, there are so many days and years in the sport that obviously we have to love some part of it in order to stick with it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And really talking about earlier in your college career, if you would be willing to share really your freshman year. My freshman year, I was super excited to be able to compete, especially for a team, because I think you come out during your junior career always playing for yourself and being able to be part of the team was something that I think was really exciting and really fun. You know, the energy that you get from competition is just not the same as when you're like competing individually in a tournament. And so I kind of like went in fall, winter, was playing pretty well, had felt like I had improved quite a bit. Um, and then it came to a match against BC, which was one of the matches that were kind of like right before we were actually going to start our IV season. And it was one of those like really close matches. We usually don't beat BC. So I think we were at like three all and I was the last singles match out there. And I basically had a panic attack. I was just so nervous because I wanted to win so badly for my team. And that was something that I hadn't really grappled with before and really something that really affected me. So I actually was lucky enough to win that match, um, which was a great feeling. But I think those nerves just never left me. And so going into the spring season when I was playing, I was playing six singles that season and um, basically didn't win a single match. I was playing and I felt like I was getting progressively worse too. It was just like completely mental where I couldn't get out of my head to the point where I was going out there and I just felt bad about the way I was playing. It wasn't even like me against an opponent. Opponent, It was just me against myself that entire season. Um, And yeah, it was extremely tough for me because, you know, up until then, that was that was my life, right? Like, not to say that I defined myself based off of my wins, but it was really hard to feel like, oh, I'm not really as good as I thought I was at the sport that I've dedicated my entire life to. And I pretty much like dug myself into this rut of like, oh, will I ever be able to get out of this again? Do I still enjoy tennis? Because right now I don't like the competition. Um, And so I think that was something that like was a huge struggle for me in my freshman year. And luckily I had teammates and other people that I could talk to about that. But it was definitely something that basically carried on through my entire four years in college where after that, I think just like the nerves basically just got to me. And I never really felt like I was able to play at the same caliber that I had probably in the beginning of my freshman year. And it seems so timely because... We're here at the Olympics where Simone Biles just withdrew from many of the events because of the twisties. And I feel like it's really time to, you know, bring a light onto the mental aspect of 
sport and really not just obviously the danger within gymnastics if she had competed, but also just the well-being. And so could you just talk about how how you maintain your well-being during this time? I definitely didn't in the beginning, that's for sure. I really felt like I was going on an emotional roller coaster because, you know, as an athlete, that's what you do, right? Like that's who you are. And to not feel like you're good anymore or not like obviously Simone Biles is still an incredible athlete right but she's not at the peak of what she used to be and I think that's kind of like how I was feeling where in the beginning like I didn't know what to do I didn't even think that I would ever get out of that and so the way that I kind of tried to frame it personally, and I think this is what helped me, was kind of trying to realize that like there's so much more to being on a team than just how well you are able to actually play on the tennis court. Even if you don't win, for example, just like being able to put everything into that match, being able to cheer for your teammates and like boost the energy and the motivation of your teammates during that match, like that's that's half a point already. I think that's kind of like what I had to realize for me to basically accept where I was during that time and to still be able to enjoy the sport and be a competitive athlete. And it's so incredible that you were able to find that find that piece of you that really was, you know, okay with yourself when when you weren't, you know, necessarily at your peak because I felt similarly where I was always fighting for a lineup spot. And I felt like when I wasn't in the lineup, sometimes I wasn't sure what my value was. And so that's something that that really spoke to me personally. But could you just talk about what you, you know, kind of how you filled that void and, and what did you find at Dartmouth? You know, I think at the end of the day, education still comes first. Um, you know, I, I wanted to compete and everything, but also um, there's other things that I value as well. And so I think I might be the first person to major in CS for my tennis team. And so that was definitely like a new journey that I was kind of like navigating with my own coach. And so I... I think around that time, I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm pretty proud of myself for being able to, you know, major in something that's very technical and feel like I'm challenging myself. And then also being able to still like compete, even if it wasn't at the top of my game. Um, and in addition to that, I think also outside of the academics, being able to share that with my other teammates, like, hey, like, you know, here's someone that maybe you know, I wasn't playing number one singles, right? But like, I could be a role model in a different way, right? Like I can, I can show you what it's like to be a really supportive teammate, but also someone who values academics and um, can encourage you to excel at both and whatnot. And so with the with the freshman coming in, how were you really able to use that and use obviously your incredible academic major to really mentor them? For me, like, going through all of that struggle, I realized that, you know, everyone else is also going through different things, right? And no one can necessarily truly understand what your perspective is, right? And so trying to be mindful of that, for example, like new freshmen coming in, like, there's so many things going on in their heads, right? It's kind of scary to be away from home. Um, school's hard. Tennis is hard. Um, and so I think just being able to share with incoming freshmen, like, hey, you know, I, I'm not perfect. I think that was the biggest thing, right? Like, look at me, like, I'm an upperclassman, but like, you know, my tennis is kind of up and down, honestly, but I'm still there. I'm still um, present, 
right? And I'm here to really like support you regardless of what you want to do, whether it, whether you want to be more serious at tennis or if you also want to spend more time like academically, whatever you're interested in. And then in my senior year, like I actually did end up having another person who actually decided to major in computer science as well. And I think that was really exciting for me just because I was kind of like, wow, like I can share all these experiences that I went through, you know, like here are all the the, the quirks of the major and like what you want to make sure you do and avoid and whatnot. So I think that was just kind of like really fun to like have someone who could maybe kind of understand like where I was coming from. Was there ever a time when tennis shifted in your mind and the way that you viewed it as more of perhaps exercise than something that, you know, was your competitive nature? Um, I think over time, like, A, I realized I wasn't playing as well as I had used to. And I, you know, for example, I wasn't playing in the singles lineup after my freshman year. And I think at first that was really difficult because I, I think everyone wants to, you know, be on the lineup, right? Like, whoever says they don't care, like, they still kind of care. And so um, it took me a little while to accept that, I think. And there are definitely periods of times where I was like, what's the point of this? I'm not even competing in matches. And I spend all this time practicing with everyone. Should like, why am I still here? Like I could be spending more time doing other like extracurricular activities that maybe I find more enjoyable. And so I would kind of like flip flop there. And ultimately, I think at the end of the day, I kind of realized like, hey, you know, the people on my team, like, there are people that are really important to me. And I also, like, still want to see them grow. I still want to be a part of this. Um, and so for me, it became more of, like, the team aspect of it for why I wanted to, like, stay and continue to grow with these people. And not to say that I I didn't care about it anymore. Like, I would still go out to practice. I would still try to have as much fun as I could. And I wanted to feel like I was improving and being able to contribute and feel good about like how I am as a teammate and how I'm able to help others. I think that's like kind of like what pushed me to stay and do as much as I could there. You know, for me, like looking back on all of that, I'm still proud of what I was able to accomplish there, even even though I wasn't playing like top of the singles lineup or anything. Um, I think there's there was still so much more that was like kind of intangible that I took from that whole experience that I find to be really valuable. And it shows both such maturity and also really just incredible perseverance that you were able to to go through that and then see see the positives of it and really take out the positives of it. And was there a time when you were, you know, rewarded for sticking with it lineup wise or did you really never get back in there? So sophomore, junior year, it was very much like I will never be able to play <laughs> again, like in competition or yeah, sophomore and junior fall-ish. I'd kind of just like come to terms with it. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'll, I'll be the, the fun teammate, you know, like I'll, I'll have a great time in practice and I'll cheer for everyone as loud as I can, like during the matches. Um, and then I, I ended up kind of realizing that I could still do doubles. For some reason, it really helped me to have someone else on the court to like just like calm me down. And so I was able to play like number three doubles pretty consistently, like through my junior season and senior season. And I think like 
it was, it felt like kind of like a good comeback for me where I was still enjoying competing. I had someone else out there with me. And then actually the last match that I ever played against Cornell in our, like my senior season, I basically was, I'd played like the last doubles match. So we were playing three doubles. I hit like this beautiful backhand winner and I'm like, I'm done. Like that's, that's, that's it. Like that's my final senior like moment, you know? Um, And it just so happens that we have some injuries. And so after that, my coach comes up to me and he's like, you're playing six singles. (laughs) And I was like, oh gosh, you know, I haven't, I haven't played like singles since freshman year, like in a season match. Um, I get out there. I honestly, it was not that pretty. <laughs> like I definitely had the nerves and everything, but I, I was able to pull it out. And that, that ended up being like the first and last singles match that I won, <laughs> um, during like an IV season. So, um, there was that, I think, but it's kind of like funny how that all came to a close. Wow. That literally brings tears to my eyes. That's unbelievable. So could you just take me through the beginning of that singles match? What were you thinking? Honestly, in the beginning, I was just like, get out of your head. Like, don't, don't think about it. Just, just play, right? Like, I have a really good backhand. My forehand is very shaky. My serve can be pretty shaky when I'm nervous. Um, and so I was kind of just like, you know, know your strengths, you know, just like hit a backhand basically. And it worked out pretty well the first set. Like things were going, I, I won the first set and then I'm like midway through the second set. I, I can't really remember the score anymore at this point, but like it was like somewhat close in the beginning. And that's when my heart starts to race, right? Because it's like the the weight of it all is finally starting to hit me. Like, oh, I have a chance at winning this. I don't want to lose control now. And that's, I think, when I was starting to panic. I definitely felt like my game broke down by the end, but I pulled it out. I made it, you know, so I, I'm just happy that with the way things ended, you know, um, and it's definitely a memorable experience. Well, I do feel like everything happens for a reason. And the fact that you were able to finish on that note after so many ups and downs, that's, that's really such a tribute to you. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> Thank you. And my last question about your college experiences, did you envy the players that were able to improve in college and perhaps even ones that are trying to play on tour now? Yeah, definitely. I think I, I've always wondered, like, what is it like to, you know, be the star player of your team? You know, that's not something that Oliver have, right? But I think regardless of where you are, whether you start at the top or the bottom, the biggest thing is feeling like you always have upside, right? So like you always feel like you're improving in one way or the other. Like, yeah, I think in the beginning for me, when I didn't feel like I was improving, that was probably the hardest part because, you know, I was kind of just like, where, where's the end here? And when I finally started to figure it all out with like the doubles and everything, that's when I felt like I was getting back on track because I was able to find something else that like I could improve in. Were your parents supportive of you during this time? It's actually funny. Um, they were much more removed from my whole college experience, which I actually appreciate. Like back in the, like my junior career, my dad would take me to all the tournaments. He was there with me. I think parents, they kind of just live vicariously through their children. Um, and there is a little bit of that pressure there. And I, when I got to college, you know, I was honest, like, you know, hey, things aren't necessarily going the way I had expected when I had first started. And my dad, you know, was like, that's okay, right? Like that this isn't the only thing in your life 
you know, there's so many other things that you can prioritize and feel good about. And I think that was really good for me to just, you know, figure it out for myself. Because I think that whole journey um, in and of itself is what has made me who I am today and how I view life. My name is Allison Chuang, and I am on the rise. And this is your host, Perry, and this has been another episode of On the Rise podcast. This has been an episode of On the Rise, a tennis channel podcast in partnership with Behind the Racket and produced by Molly Schulson. Join us next time to continue our conversation about women's college tennis. This is Perry Shiner on the Rise. Hi, hope you enjoyed this episode of On the Rise. Before you go, I would like to ask you for a small favor that will make a huge difference. We would love for you to please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. This really makes a huge difference to get more people listening. So if you could take a minute right now to rate the show, that would be amazing. Thank you.